Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a fine evening of Champions League football. Welcome to Ramble React. It's Wednesday the 10th of May. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Hattaraja. And wasn't it just, Luki Moa, a fine evening of uh, Champions League football last night? Real Madrid won, Manchester City at one. Uh, Manchester City arriving uh, <laughs> at the stadium looking like a million dollars. If you went ahead and exchanged those million dollars for a big piece of shit. They were dressed in <laughs> jeans and shoes. <laughs> jeans, shoes and white shirts looking like they just stepped out of spoons. It was absolutely atrocious attire to um, turn up to a stadium as. And that's us saying that. That's us and that's saying us it. saying that. Yeah, Buy well, the, the T-shirts. We work in audio. The bar is so low. I sometimes do shows <laughs> in like a T-shirt with food down it. I've got my knob out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wasn't it very... Not by choice. It's perished. My trousers have perished. Wasn't it very, um, very estate agents out in central, central London on Saturday taking the night bus home? Out west? I, yeah. 
I think it's. I don't. I wouldn't even sort of taint Central London with that, to be honest. I don't think even you see those sort of sites in Central London. That's that's Hartlepool. That's Stoke. Yeah, I, that's... I also I also saw them and was like, we could talk about the style all you like or the lack of it and whatever, and people would discard, just, you know, decide for themselves whether we're we're arbiters of that or not. Yeah. Um, but I just thought to myself, why are you doing this? Yeah, you go into a football <laughs> match. Like, what's, what's yeah. the contractual obligation here? It, it it was it was it was kind of all tying together till you got to the shoes, and they clearly hadn't had a meeting about the shoes, and everyone had different kind but, of but shoes. I, I think on. I also think it's tremendously disorientating for normal people to see men over a certain age all dressing the same. Mm. Like you, it's either it's either some kind of um, kind of niche political movement. Yeah, uh, that that we don't want to speak about, or there's some kind of um, endorsement deal going on. But I just don't understand why anyone, even any kind of um, clothing manufacturer or brand, would go right. The best representation of our brand is to make you all wear exactly the same stuff. Yeah, uh, I and, don't, I don't get it. And and they're not blessed with the most handsome examples of footballer, uh, Manchester no, City. That is very they're, rich. It's co- it's, uh, it's concentrated well, really. within one footballer, isn't it? The handsomeness of Manchester City. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or at least two or three, but there are some absolute rotters in that squad. <laughs> <laughs> there really are. I mean, I, you know, there can be a lot of critical, um, you know, pieces written about Newcastle United, for example, but we've got some absolute hottie McTrotties in there. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And that's what I matters. think you're being very, very harsh. You're being very, very harsh on Rodri. I certainly am, and 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 yeah. Look, some of these players had very very busy matches. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't one all draw. Uh, probably a better result for uh, Manchester City than uh, Real Madrid. I mean, watching these um, teams play, when they do get a shot away, uh, Vish, they never waft shots towards goal, do they? They are always absolutely smashing the ball with the best technique. Like, Jermaine's smash a late on. De Bruyne's knuckling of that ball. They're such clean hitters of the ball, these two football teams. I love watching them play. Yeah, there's something about the aesthetic of like the latter stages of the Champions League. Maybe, mm. maybe it's down to the, you know, how green the grass is, the stars on the ball. But it feels like the technique is sublime and obviously that I'm kind of answering mm. my own question there or my you know I'm putting the reasoning behind my own point there by saying you know obviously it's the last stage of the Champions League but you're right I was thinking that why how do they keep hitting the ball so well it must be why they <laughs> get paid a lot of money for it yeah I mean I mean they are probably you know financial big hitters but certainly De Bruyne's uh, a goal uh, Luke I mean you'll never see a cleaner a beautifully uh, shot as well a uh, goal in, in Champions League football he absolutely almost toured it yeah it was incredible technique the same as Vinicius Jr's uh, goal in the first mm. half as well you, you just the ferocity of which he struck it with um, mm. and, and, and the punditry was talking about how you know you can't give players a disquality this amount of room and this amount of time. And it's like, well, they don't really give them that much room. Yeah. And that much no, time. And that much it, it time, just, yeah. They, I mean, Vinicius Junior's goal, I mean, it was on the break. It was a pretty fast breakaway, of course. And Man City, I thought, started the game well, snapping into tackles. Were, were kind of trying to really go on the front foot the same way they did against Real Madrid last season, when, of course, they scored a couple of early goals and really... Um, and really kind of let their dominance show. They weren't able to do this this time, although they did start in a quite a dominant fashion. The goals just didn't come. It caught on the break, and then the movement's so good. And, and Vinicius Jr., who is... It's a weird thing to say, I think. Maybe you guys will disagree, but who I think is still really underrated as a player. He never really talked about that much in the big kind of 
chat around players like Mbappe and Haaland and all the rest of it. He's got to be right up there. And mm. he, he isn't really given that much room. I mean, he just he just takes it, take, moves slightly inside, obviously, um, to make it difficult to, to see for, for defenders and players to know who's going to pick him up. And then he just absolutely rifles it. And, and it's not that often you see a goal hit so well against a keeper that good who doesn't really isn't really able to get anywhere near it. I mean, the ball's really in the back of the net by the time he's making his dive. Um, mm. So I wouldn't just say it was the De Bruyne goal, it was the Vinicius Junior goal as well. And it was it was a game of of, of, of intrigue. It was a game of high quality, I think. Um, there was a bit of an element of it that two teams kind of cancelled each, cancel each other out, but it was punctuated by two really fucking great goals. <laughs> and I'm excited now that the second leg is, is poised and there's, there's a lot to play for still. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... Um conjecture over the De Bruyne goal because Carlo Ancelotti uh, seemed to be the only person in the stadium who noticed that the ball had almost gone out. Uh, on, on he, was, he was determined to tell everyone that it had gone out of play. Earlier in the move, yeah. But I mean, Real gained possession and then lost it in that yeah. time. So I don't think you can have much really nah. to, explain, uh, to, to complain about. And let's not forget, Luke, they did leave De Bruyne with a lot of space and a lot of time. So much space, so much time to hit that ball. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he, um, Ancelotti was re- really surprised to... Basically, Ancelotti's now at a level of, of figure in the in the European game that he, mm. he, he thinks that, like, what you are booking me. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, in his post-match, he was saying, I mean, I don't know why they didn't give some of the players yellow cards, because I am a manager, and <laughs> they should give the ye- the yellow cards are for the players. I was like, no, you've be- you've had yellows before, <laughs> Carl, I'm sure. You must have done. Yeah. Fish, did you think that um, the referee was really lenient, particularly in the first half? I felt like in the first half, it was crazy lenient. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah massively so. And I think, I wouldn't necessarily say he refereed the game badly, but I did immediately think that, Maybe within 10, 15 minutes, he's taken a, he's made a conscious decision there not to affect the game. He's very much like, right, mm. the, you two play. Everyone's come here to watch you two. I'm just going to sit on the side. If it gets a bit silly, I'm going to step in and might pick a couple of people up. But, but he's got, you've, got to, you've got to appreciate that. The referee's got to notice the fact that Danny Carver-Howe's interpreted his role like <laughs> Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Jack Grealish is Josh Brolin. And he's just getting hunted down. Hunted yeah. down and assaulted and, every time he goes near the ball. There was a stat um, that, that producer Rui pulled out, which was 33% of all fouls in the first half were committed by Danny Carver. But, but Jack Grealish was was falling into every emotional and physical trap set by Real Madrid in the first half. I thought that he was he showed a, he didn't show much kind of like game smarts let's say because he really was getting way too upset about a Real Madrid who were known to play in exactly this yeah, way he got like tanked he into the advertising the fucking board yeah, he got absolutely tanked head first into the advertising <laughs> board <laughs> yeah there's, there's maybe getting uh, too emotional and that affecting your decision making and then there's being thrown into an mm. advertising board <laughs> very different things I, I, I thought he I thought he ended up playing it alright actually because he, he actually laid the first punch as it were on Carver Howell with that you know mm. over exuberant tackle I think maybe in in the first minute which ended up hurting it was really early on him yeah. a bit as well um and yeah Carver Howell just and Ancelotti's got this beautiful way of complaining to um any official on the touchline by putting both hands over his mouth like that like he's playing pan pipes like he's giving them a little <laughs> burst do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe really he is. is maybe that's else. like his. Maybe that's what he does at home. That's his hobby of his. I'll be disappointed yeah. if that because I see Car- I can see Carlo, you know, perhaps compose. It's not conducting an orchestra, 
perhaps mm. playing a really nice Steinway piano in a very elegant fashion. Mm. If he was playing any kind of woodwind instrument, I think I'd be disappointed in him. Would you go as far as a bassoon? No, it's unbecoming. No, yeah, that is unbecoming. Yeah, yeah. A man of his kind of class and dignity, I don't think he really should be puffing too hard. Unless it's that big fat cigar at Real Madrid. What about an ocarina? One of those little guys. You don't see enough of them, in my opinion. No. I tell you what, if every single Man City player turned up playing an ocarina today in their in their, in their outfit. sponsored by D-squared or whatever the fuck it, it is. It wouldn't have been any more confusing than it already was. <laughs> what did you think of... Um, what do you think of Big Harlan's performance, uh, you guys? Because obviously, he, I felt like people seemed to think he was marshalled fairly well. And I think I would probably go along with that, given his uh, build-up and his, the amount of goals he scored this season. I fucking loved that battle between Harlan and Rudiger. And I appreciate Alaba played yeah. his part as well. But Rudiger Rudiger's is, tough, though, isn't he? Yeah, Rudiger's one of my favourite players to watch because he has such main character syndrome. Everything it has to be the centre of attention with with everything he can't not be chaotic and he does all this while being a brilliant defender um mm. and he's just he's just so watchable and i think you know like he comes into that game thinking you know almost feeding off the noise and the hype around harland deserved noise and deserved hype around harland but rudiger comes into that game and thinks like fuck this is gonna be fun rudiger rudiger is probably the only person in the world who looks at playing against harland thinks this is gonna be fun i'm going to enjoy this mm. And mm. I, I still thought I still think Haaland, you know, on another day, maybe a couple of his shots squirm under a keeper, or he hits one a couple of he hits one a bit better. But I actually think broadly he did okay. He pulled the defence apart and did what he could. There were a lot of probably a lot of runs. Well, there were a lot of runs that didn't necessarily get the ball, but certainly seemed to stretch the play. There was also a moment as well, yeah, in the last five minutes where he lays the ball off to De Bruyne, gets taken out by two players. De Bruyne starts running and looking up for options, and Haaland is already up, giving him an option on the left. Like, <laughs> lunacy. So, he didn't get a he's goal. Like, he's like a Marvel character. Yeah. He's basically like a Marvel character. That, that, I, felt, I felt it's a really interesting point about uh, Rudiger and Haaland. I, I think what I found interesting about the game as well is just this idea that, uh, you know, perhaps some people would disagree with this and they would be within their rights to do so. But you could certainly make an argument to say that, you know, Benzema and Haaland are, you know, two perhaps the two best centre forwards in Europe. And, you know, they between them, they only managed three shots on target last night. I mean, Haaland's two, um, two shots were relatively both quite tame. And then Benzema, I think, forced a pretty good save from, from Edison. Um, but mm. that was really it. And given that they're such big players of such high profile, and of, and of course, Benzema completely terrorised Man City in the Champions League last season, it was quite interesting that... Um, that they didn't really kind of strike strike a strike a kind of blow or, or really catch fire. It was it was left to to two um, two other players to to kind of grab the headlines in terms of goals. Mm. Well, on Haaland's performance, Pep um, in his post match did say the pockets and distances between the central defender and fullbacks was occupied. Uh, he moved well and he had his chances, um, but he will need to do better, or I will get him. <laughs> I added that bit. He in made the end, a better last, but I didn't. Yeah, Haaland. It's, it's going to be yeah. some pocket for Haaland to fit in it. Totally <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Well, well, well. Um, we were talking about um, Erling Haaland um, stating for the record that drinking milk was the secret to his success. But Pep Guardiola actually um, weighed in um, uh, a little earlier in the week um, talking about Haaland's love for milk, saying that uh, people say that Haaland has milk, he drinks something like that, 
What? Uh, but I also drink this magic potion, and I don't score 50 goals. I'd recommend to little boys who want to emulate Erling to try and emulate skills rather than drinks. <laughs> I think I'm with you, Vish. I think he is starting to lose it a bit. <laughs> he's, he's the Walt Disney of broken dreams. He just wants everyone to be miserable. <laughs> he just wants everything to be rubbish. Even the way he talked about the a space being occupied as if there were cubicles in the men's room like just it's just all slightly off-putting from pep <laughs> isn't it <laughs> well well speaking of drinks i noted um at uh at, 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 against um arsenal uh at the weekend uh, newcastle um obviously uh in the arsenal dugout they had a big um sort of tray of prime like the, yeah, yeah they've got like a sponsorship thing going on now sponsorship thing with prime well i i noticed that um on the real madrid bench um we had a manager who seems to insist on people just drinking those like blue clear plastic bottles of water you get in hotels, which I think is wonderfully classy from the Real Madrid team. I think Ancelotti demanding just pure agua on the, on the, on on the, uh, on the touchline. It's lovely stuff. That's Carlos doing that. Carlo, Carlo yeah. will insist that people, I reckon he insists that they all have to drink um, naturally sparkling water as well. <laughs> and and whenever they go out for dinner, they have to have the cheese board. They can't have a dessert. That's unbecoming. Exactly, yeah. It's unbecoming. Yeah. They have to have the cheese board. I mean, they're, 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 they're sort of major risk for the uh, for the treatment table is gout over anything. <laughs> I reckon just, he's just got. I reckon Carlos got some really robust opinions on like <laughs> etiquette around the dinner table. I, I think. Yeah. I, I think he he really wants to have port and cigars after dinner as well. Uh, <laughs> he wants to do all that kind of stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. We'll be back with more reaction, but first it's time for another bonus edition of Betfair's Popular Bet Builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. We're going to be having a crack at the other Champions League semi-final tonight, which is very exciting. AC Milan versus Inter. Lautaro Martinez to score will be our first pick, uh, and the Martinez-Lukaku double act is back on form. We saw it at the weekend against Roma, so we're backing him to get on the score sheet tonight. Rafael Leao to to have one or more shots on targets. Absolutely incredible in the quarterfinals. He set up uh, Giroud with that insane run. He's not afraid of having a pop himself, so we reckon he's going to have uh, one or more shots on target. Uh, Tio Hernandez uh, to score or be shown a card. Uh, as Andy said, right throughout the uh, World Cup, Tio Hernandez isn't ever far away from events at both ends. And for good and bad, he might have a tough time tonight, unfortunately, and <laughs> get a card. Uh, both teams to score in the first half will be our fourth pick uh, underneath the lights of the San Siro. I mean, both teams are going to do it in the first half, aren't they? I think they're really going to start with a real head of steam uh, and I think there'll be immediate goals, or we do anyway. A £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £182.45. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Now, back to the show. <laughs> One of the things I found interesting, or not interesting, this is a, that's a generous way of putting it, but I mentioned Benzema earlier. Have you guys noticed how Darren Fletcher dis- pronounces Benzema? I mean, how, how do you I say can it? Hear I mean, it. speaking of people losing it, it's, it's getting more and more avant-garde by the game. <laughs> he, he was calling him Benzema earlier. Benzema. Yeah. Right. Like, it's the Mar. Like, ben cafe, the Mar. like cafe Del Mar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like it's some kind. Of, like he, he was. He was. T- he was referring to Benzema like he was some mm. kind of afters in Ibiza in in 1992. Yeah, I'd take that. It's, it's, take it's that. very very strange, and yeah. um, and I also really love. Having said that, I also really loved the 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 punditry position at the Bernabeu that um that BT Sport had. Did you see the spot they're in? What do you mean? What were they watching the matches from? Yeah, like when Rio went mental. This is the thing, isn't it? So you, 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 I'll be, you. Let's be honest. You look at that team lineup to do for the game, and mm. you're seeing Jake Humphrey and you're seeing Michael Owen at each end, and your heart sinks. But you've got, <laughs> but you've got Rio, who, who for yeah. all his faults, he loves it. He just yeah. absolutely loves it. He's infectious. But, yeah, exactly. And and they and I've noticed that in the post match where you're around the table, um, pitch side. They sort of moved Humphreys and Michael Owen to the front so that Humphreys looks like a giant. I can't really figure out how tall Michael Owen is, but they're both bigger than Rio Ferdinand. So it's really, really confusing <laughs> perspective. It's like an Escher painting. <laughs> yeah. it's, really, it's really awful stuff. It's like the I, I don't Believe It or Not Museum where you stand at each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but but I mean, like, Pep Guardiola in his post-match, I'll go back to that, he did say, um, when you play this kind of game, it is like a playoff. 
I mean, literally, like a playoff, I guess, isn't it? Uh, so hopefully we can learn, defend better and attack better. I mean, you could think about maybe making some subs at some point yeah, that was as well, strange. Pep, because, because you've spent a lot of money on a lot of good footballers and you can only use, what, 11 of them at, at any one time. I mean, that seems like a really weird thing to do where they tired for the weekend, which obviously they worked really hard to, to turn over leads. Vish, you, 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 you reckon that uh, Pep lost it a little bit with Big Sam uh, and 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 and. All over overstretch the side a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, he just didn't need to go that hard on the weekend. But um, <laughs> is he? Yeah, maybe he's thinking forward to to this one. I think you know sometimes you, f- you forget when you've got luxury cars in the garage, don't you? They just they're just there. Mm, I imagine. Yeah. So Speak to yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> your new fire and ball paint job in your house that we yeah, can see. Lovely stuff, actually. Stop having to go as far as lovely stuff. Um, he, he he did seem like you know even the fact that he's wearing a blazer, like he he mm, he yeah. does, and the fact that he made them all dress up as like smart casual Book of Mormon people, like he, <laughs> he's there is an element of him like he's always got to over egg this particular situation and and these particular opponents mm. and. They did. It did feel like they were always in control, and I can kind of understand why then he was reluctant to change too much, especially when they were they were holding on quite well at the end. Like, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was that. a bit I, odd. I thought yeah. that. I thought. I thought if you, if you traditionally right, you know, obviously there are exceptions to this, but traditionally managers are bringing players on to affect a game, right? And you look at you look at the players he could have brought on to affect the game. He could have brought Foden on. He could have brought um, Mares on. Um, but I, I kind of agree with Vish. I think he probably thinks what we have, we hold. One on the Bernabeu is 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 kind of fine. Uh, of course, last time they played in the semi-final was last season. The first leg was in Manchester, but it was a game in which no one had control at all. Like it was mm. a crazy back and forth game that ended four three, and then we know what happened dramatically um, in the second leg uh, in in Madrid. So I think Pep's one of those people who tries to control as much as he can and we and we've talked about this you know in, in many ways Pep Guardiola is the enemy of the football fan right because what makes football interesting is the unpredictability of it and he's trying to remove unpredictability at every turn that's kind of his MO and when you've gone through an experience two leg against exactly the same team last season which has ended in defeat for you on this quest to to, to win you know the Champions League for the first ever time as Man City manager the antidote to that is what he wanted to do tonight. And I think he probably just thought, why am I going to bring more variables into this? If we if we can get mm. out of this with a one-all, really, it's a straight shootout in a home game for us. Um, and we'll take that because um, last time we played them at home, you know, we beat them. And he would probably fancy, given the form they've been in, what they unbeaten in 21 games now or something like that, that he can, he can, they can back themselves in the second leg. So on one level, because of energy-saving reasons, I think it was, I think it was perhaps a little bit surprising. But from the tactical point of view, you can totally understand it. And I would just say this as well: um, Vish will probably know more about this than me, but or maybe you both will. But I don't. Um, I never think of Pep Guardiola as someone who isn't aware of or conscious of the managing the load of his players. If anything, he's famously kind of quite cautious about managing minutes for his players and stuff like that. So he's probably hoping and expecting them all to be in peak physical condition for this running because that's what they're all about. So maybe he just thinks, well, there's no need to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment there because if he's not exactly, he's also not someone who. In a game situation, if a change needs to be made, he's not afraid to make it. And if anything, maybe he's too trigger happy on that regard. So, 
Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, as you said, you know, if you look at the players that he's given time out of the side, whether it was De Bruyne before, you know, I suppose it's kind of happening to Foden at the moment, albeit for different reasons. Carl Walker a little bit before that as well. Um, evidently, it's all crescendoing to to this point in the season. And if he can if he can put them out there for the whole game and they can stay out there for the whole game, then presumably, yeah, that's that's what he that's what he's been building towards for these last couple of months. Can I just mm. can I just make a point I completely forgot to make earlier about Vinicius Junior's goal? Um, did you guys hear the music they played when he scored? Oh, I don't know. No, I didn't yeah, hear that. it sounded like. Um, yeah, so I thought that because I've been to the Bernabeu and I, and I I remember them playing music when they scored uh, when I saw them in the Bernabeu in in person, but it suddenly hit me earlier that the music they play when. Um, Real Madrid score at the Bernabeu is um, almost like an orchestral version of the Young Ones theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> Which what was the um, the Young Ones theme tune? Was like once in every lifetime. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Is it the sort of thing that Jack Grealish should play on a night out when he's DJing? Apparently, he's uh, he's he's completed his first sort of live DJ set um, in the metaverse, and you can download it. And even me, who's relatively technically, uh, you know, well versed, I'm looking at that, going, I don't know how to download it. I don't know how to look <laughs> at it. I don't want to look at it. Why do I have to even talk about it? I hate you, Jack Grealish. I hate you, DJ Grealo, and I hate the. <laughs> Metaverse and hit everyone involved in it. I, I, can I just say also, I saw the trailer for this, mm. and uh, before we even get into the fact that I didn't even know the Metaverse was still a thing, I thought. I, I, I mean, I thought the thing about mean, six months and now it's done because Facebook wasted all their money on it and no one cared. It sounds very much like they've kind of given up on the dream, to be honest. So, yeah. I mean, look, cue, cue football getting involved once the party's oh, yeah, if, if yeah. the trailer, if the trailer I saw is anything to go by, it's. DJ Grillo standing next to a, a competent man who's doing things, yeah. and and Grealish saying, "I love music, me." That's basically yeah. all he's doing. Maybe maybe um, we can sort of live stream a, a, um, a step into the. Or is it OKX Collective Metaverse? I'm just on the website now. They've yeah. got like a kind of 3D um, production of, a 3D sort of representation of, uh, I think, what's supposed to be either Jack Grealish or a Manchester City footballer. And he's sort of dancing, like really jerky, dancing around like that. <laughs> it's really horrible stuff. It's really rancid. The reason that Metaverse <laughs> seems to have failed is because when it was announced, every single person that saw the visual representation of it was like, well, that's just the Wii menu. <laughs> it is it is a little bit like it is like the Wii menu. Check this out. I'm just playing it through my screen. Look at them dancing around like absolute crazy guys. They're absolutely yeah. losing their mind. Yeah. I love it. Never mind. Uh, but bear, um, bear but, in mind that like Grealish, why would you go to the metaverse at some great hmm. expense and time and trouble to see Grealish? Just go DJ, and I club when you could probably go to Wynapa this summer and see exactly the same thing as part of the holiday. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, um, did you see his uh, his quotes from post match? By the way, they are ab- Go on. absolutely. Um, yeah, I saw a bit. Yeah, absolutely adorable. He said, "These are the nights you've dreamed of since you were mm. a kid." Um, I had a text from my mum before saying that it's true. Playing the semi final of the Champions League that everybody in the world was probably watching. You pinch yourself. I wasn't nervous one bit, but you think this is the life, isn't it? I fucking love that. This is the life, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great. He's never yeah. forgotten, like, the... I'm thinking about Jack Grealish, obviously he gets a lot of stick for being a little bit dim. 
And, you know, that's probably a bit unfair of us to do that. Um, we're not going to stop doing it, but it probably is a bit unfair. But one thing he's never forgotten is is the childlike enthusiasm that he plays the game with. And I think people find that very endearing. He's not, mm. he yep. doesn't really seem to have any affectations about him. He's got no ego yep. about him, really. Every single bit of footage you see with him, you know, interacting with fans. It's like he's perfectly natural and normal and, and seems mm. to be someone who really channels how fortunate he feels to be playing football. So I'm not surprised to see that, but it is actually really cool to see him um, say that. I mean, Brentford will be annoyed that he's name-checking the draw they had against them before the World Cup in a post-match in a... <laughs> In, in a in a really late stage Champions League match, that's annoying. I think Brentford before the World Cup was the last time he drew a game at home at the Etihad. We are unstoppable. I mean, don't mention us. <laughs> they're they're, they're happy good... to be getting mentioned in the context of the Champions League semi final, surely. Yeah. I guess so, but and and also it says that they were kind of drawing a match. But I just you know they still didn't get three points. God damn it, they still didn't get three points. Anyway, um, but tonight we've of course got a, a not insignificant match in the um, shape of a Milan derby in the Champions League. That's that's something to uh, hang your hat on football wise. That Lukey Moo, you're going to be watching, aren't you? Of course, I will be. I always watch. Um, I always watch uh, Champions League games whenever whenever possible because of the job I do, Peter. And this will be no yeah. exception. But um, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating situation. God, he's dull. I wish he was in the metaverse. <laughs> Put Luki in the metaverse. Yeah, we should no, do I, that. I think we should game... crowdfund to do that. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, and we're not doing it, Rambo reacts. I'm just going to ring you up and find out what you think of the match for 90 minutes because you're going to be watching every last second because you do a job in football. You, you know, Buffet. you know, in virtual reality, have you seen that virtual reality thing where Ronnie O'Sullivan forgets that he's not? <laughs> playing actual snooker and he falls, and he falls the pool table, onto his yeah. face that would be me over and over again in the metaverse yeah lovely stuff. but yeah of course I'll be watching the game it's a fascinating encounter it'll be brilliant I mean and and you know neither of these teams will be fancied whichever of them get through to the final because of the nature mm. of the other semi-final um but they're both really you know, really good teams and great teams to watch. So it'll be it'll be a fantastic occasion of course I'll be watching it. I'm sure you will too. Pete well uh, can I, yeah, sorry Vish uh, the um You'll get this reference. It's a little Inter versus AC Milan in the Champions League. It's a little bit like, you know, when they got the Rock and Cena to come back at WrestleMania about 10, mm, 10 years. Yeah, when they, past their best. Yeah, 10 years when they were, before when they were good. <laughs> you know, oh, this is and what look happened? That. Look at the cheap pop. <laughs> uh, and, and neither of them won the Champions League. And I think that's what's going to happen this time around as well, to be fair. I'd love to see every single player in the game tonight wearing those three-quarter length denim trousers that uh, John Cena used to wear. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of jaw action and, and like really Jorts, yeah. receding like uh, like John is at the moment. Uh, well, Nicky Maddini will be joining Don and Andy from Milan on Thursday for On the Continent uh, to look back on all the action. D- is, have we got another show where Andy's in an airport? I love those shows where you can just hear the hustle and, hustle and bustle of like a, a European airport in the background. I love those shows. Before that, Kate is back with a brand new episode of The Drop-In this afternoon. Uh, Kate has been uh, chatting to Luton Town Manager Rob Edwards I've seen some clips from it online. It's really interesting stuff. Who's, of course, just successfully led Luton to the Championship playoffs. They are facing Sunderland this weekend. I hope they hammer them. Uh, Check that out uh, very soon in the drop-in this afternoon. Uh, You can find the Football Ramble on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Give us a five-star review or I'll chop your bloody fingers off. Say goodbye, Luki Moa. Goodbye. Farewell, Vajishan Andraja. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Ta-ta. It is. The 
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.